Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Helen Freer, and I'll start us off this morning with a roundup of the latest market news. Let's start with equity markets in the US then, where the rally we saw on the first two days of the week did not continue yesterday. All the major markets ended the day in the red. The Nasdaq Composite was the biggest faller, losing 0.9% over the day. The Dow Jones lost 0.3% and the S&P 500 closed down 0.7%. Just one of the 11 sectors in the S&P posted a positive return, and that was the energy sector. Real estate was the biggest detractor from returns, followed by financials and then healthcare. And it was the same story in Europe, although the Eurostoxx 50 ended the day just in positive territory, all the other major indices in Europe fell yesterday, with the biggest faller being the Swiss market index, which closed down 0.9%. In fixed income, two and 10-year US Treasury yields climbed 13 basis points yesterday, amid fears of a global slowdown. And in overnight trading sessions, they're up another one basis point, which puts the two-year yield at 4.57% and the 10-year yield at 4.14%. In currencies, the Japanese yen is inching towards the psychological barrier of 150 relative to the US dollar. It reached another 32-year low against the greenback earlier. So investors are watching closely for further intervention to support the currency. Japan's finance minister has said that the country absolutely can't condone excessive moves in currency markets that are driven by speculation. Meanwhile, Japan's benchmark yield moved above the central bank's policy ceiling, and so the monetary authorities announced unscheduled bond purchases to rein it back in. In the US, the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis President James Bullard has said that he's expecting the Fed to end its front-loading of aggressive interest rate hikes by early next year, and that it will move to maintaining policy that is restrictive enough with small adjustments as inflation cools off. In terms of economic data, Australian employment data has come out and this unexpectedly stalled in September, while the jobless rate held steady. German PPI inflation figures have just been released, showing that German producer prices were up 2.3% in September. This was higher than the figure expected, and the main contributor to the rise was still energy prices. And France's business and manufacturing confidence figures are due out shortly. Yesterday, we got the UK's inflation figure for September, which came in at 10.1%, matching the record high seen in July. And the political chaos in the UK is showing no signs of settling down. Prime Minister Truss's government is still in disarray, with the Home Secretary Suella Braverman being fired yesterday over a technical breach of government rules. She was replaced by Grant Shapps, who is not someone who backed Truss for the leadership. And this all happened hours before the controversial vote was taking place on restarting shale gas fracking in the UK, a vote which Truss then won. And following the falls on Wall Street yesterday, markets in Asia are down so far today. A few minutes ago, the CSI 300, the Nikkei and the Hang Seng were all in the red. The Hang Seng had dipped around 3% earlier, hitting its lowest level since May 2009. And a few minutes ago, it was trading down 1.7%. Australian equities closed down 1% earlier. And futures across the US and Europe were largely down a few moments ago. 
So that's all from me for today, but I will hand over now to Nicola Jordan. Nicola, good to have you with us on the podcast this morning. We're looking forward to hearing what you have to tell us about the latest thoughts from our CIO. Thank you, Helen, and good morning, everyone. As always, the Investment Committee is watching the newest economic data points very closely, trying to anticipate and understand the market's reaction to the releases. Mid-October, inflation was reported at plus 8.2% year-on-year, and month-on-month core inflation came in at plus 0.6%, significantly above expectations. S&P 500 futures were up around 1% before the release and plunged to minus 2.5% following the news, likely in anticipation of an even more aggressive Fed. The market opened at 3,490 points and then steadily climbed for the remainder of the session to close at plus 2.6%, achieving one of the most spectacular intraday reversals in market history. It may well be that the October 13 opening level at 3,490 was the low point of the 2022 bear market and our hypothesis that the market is building its base to start a new bull cycle is taking shape. The next crucial events for market will be the unfolding earnings season which so far looks rather supportive following the first few reported results. In the last few weeks, we have often expressed our concern about the exceptional pace at which capital expenditures have been growing compared to revenues in 2022, and about the consequences should this trend turn out to be structural rather than cyclical. A structural uptick in capex spending due to the new geopolitical context and related reshoring and internalization efforts, would compress the free cash flow generation of the S&P 500 index. Even though CapEx continued to grow at plus 20% year-on-year in the second quarter, recent data points suggest that the pickup may not be sustained. Recent figures from both the Philadelphia Federal Reserve as well as from the Business Roundtable survey fell from their peak indicating lower capital spending ahead. We will continue to monitor the situation closely, as earnings and the overall resilience of the economy remain key going forward. Despite some expected negative surprises in the ongoing earnings season, we do not expect a decline of 15 to 20% that would justify an index bottom at around 3,000 rather than 3,500 on the S&P 500. As long as the economy keeps expanding in nominal terms, there is no reason for earnings to collapse. That's all from my side. Back to you, Helen. Great. Thank you very much, Nicola. And that's all for today. So thanks very much to our speakers and to everybody for tuning in. Have a great day and I hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer, we would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.